0: That's enough for now. A personal journal podcast of an academic navigating being a wife, scholar, teacher, dog, mom, and cancer patient. I started my cancer binder. Yeah, it's old school. It's a three ring binder, punching holes in paper. I find it is easier to have something in a binder so if somebody asks me a question I don't have to open my computer and and try to find the file. Plus my filing system on the computer is not the best though. Now under my folder of personal I have a folder of cancer. Now I had something like that on my old computer with my parents and so any of the information I got from their diagnoses uh, would go into that one. But I've switched computers at least three times since then, so I don't even know where that information is. So over the weekend, I did a little bit of searching, again, trying not to put a whole lot of faith into Google University, as there's such a wide variety of reliable sources. But I went to the National Institute of Health and specifically the National Cancer Institute and started printing things to put into my binder yes I printed them so one of the first ones that I looked at is a a page or a section called feelings and cancer and I think this is something that is really important both for myself but for other people to realize that cancer is not just a medical diagnosis it is really life-altering because not only does the mortality set in But it is now something that um, changes your identity. As I said in the first episode, claiming the identity of a cancer patient is hard. There's a before and there's an after. Just like collectively as a society, we have pre-COVID times and COVID times. um, This is going to be a moment in life that there's going to be a before and after. So I'm going to read specifically from this first page. Uh, feelings in cancer. Just as cancer affects your physical health, it can bring up a wide range of feelings you're not used to dealing with. It can also make existing, fe- existing feelings seem more intense. They may change daily, hourly, or even minute to minute. This is true whether you're currently in treatment, done with treatment, or a family or friend member with cancer. These feelings are all normal. Full print. Often the values you grew up with affect how you think about and cope with cancer. For example, some people feel they have to be strong and protect their friends and family. Seek support and turn to loved ones and other cancer survivors. Ask for help from counselors or other professionals. or turn to their faith to help them cope. Whatever you decide, it's important to do what's right for you and not to compare yourself with other Your friends and family members may share some of the same feelings. If you feel comfortable, share this information with them. Then it goes on and has a a listing of emotions. And being the elementary teacher that I am, uh, we do teach our students how to deal with their emotions. But the first part is naming them. So many of us have such a small vocabulary of our feelings. We're angry. We're sad. We're happy. but there's so many other shades in there. And if you ever Google mood meter and do the more complex one, rather than just the four quadrants of red, blue, green, and yellow, there's um, adjectives that describe each of them. There's a lot of shades of each of these emotions. So this page talks about overwhelm, anger, fear and worry, hope, stress and anxiety, sadness and depression, guilt loneliness, gratitude. So I can certainly see how these things, as the first paragraph said, change from moment to moment. And it's gonna change throughout uh, diagnosis and, and treatment. So the next page talks about ways to cope with your emotions, expressing your feelings, looking for the positive, Don't blame yourself for the cancer. Don't try to be upbeat if you're not. You choose when you talk about your cancer. Find ways to help yourself relax, be as active as you can. Look for the things you enjoy and look at what you can control. I might have to make a poster of that and put it on my bathroom mirror just to remind myself. So the other day I was having coffee with a friend and she was talking about, as teacher educators, talking about the baby teachers, how we all were the baby teachers, the the new ones, the novices, and how our perspectives were so different. So rather than using the word baby cancer patient, because that has a whole different connotation, we'll say novice, novice cancer patient. So in my noviceness, if that's a word, right now there are three tools that i am using for coping and one of them was on the list that i just read from the national cancer institute and that is look for the things you enjoy i know cancer can't be the first thing that's on my mind nor should it be the last thing that's on my mind when i go to sleep and so being very intentional about what i am filling my mind with and looking for things i enjoy i've been usually in Positive person, so that's not terribly hard. But this weekend, I was reminded of all the good that is truly in the world. Even when something horrible happens, there is really good in the world. I had breakfast with a really good friend, and it wasn't all about my cancer. We did talk about it, but it was just sharing and laughing. Enjoying really good food, too, and just connecting one-on-one, outside of work, leisurely, and it was lovely. I'm enjoying the wa- my walks with my dog. She's two years old. She's a COVID puppy, and just recently I was listening uh, to a podcast that had, oh, and I forget her name now. I'll have to look it up, but... Um, move to heal your brain is the book that she just wrote. So she's been on a lot of co- podcasts and it's been really interesting. I know I've been needing to move a lot more. My job has me sitting in front of a computer a lot. Um, just this year, I finally put an up down desk. What most people know is a standing desk. I have an up down desk now in my work office, and I have been using that. Um, but One of the things that she was mentioning is, um, how much movement impacts, not just our physical health, but our mental and emotional health. I have to remember that and movement doesn't have to be like going to the gym for an hour. It can be a 20 minute walk with the dog. And I'm really enjoying that as long as she's not barking, I am enjoying my walks and, and I have to, positively think, intentionally say, no, it's, this is not just go out, do your business, but this is going to be a walk around the block because not only does she need that, she definitely does, but I need that walk too. A time to clear my head, a time to get fresh air, a time to feel the health in the rest of my body as I move my feet and my legs and feel my knees. And so I will, make sure I continue to savor those walks with my dog. I also was able to have um, coffee and Zoom coffee with two other friends. And these are two friends I haven't said anything to yet. Um, As the National Cancer Institute said, you can choose when to talk about it. And I haven't chosen that yet. But just having those connections, talking about work and life and not thinking about it, not that I'm in denial, but it's nice to be normal. And even though I know there's going to be this before and after that there'll be a lot of time that it won't be the first thing on my mind. The other thing that I'm really noticing, looking for the things that I enjoy is just the incredible kindness of people. I really believe at their core, people are good to each other. Clearly there's some people that aren't, but on the majority, people are really good to each other. And I see the kindness constantly, Um, the short interactions as the server took our order for breakfast in the morning and her smile and her gentle prodding that we needed to leave the table so they could refill it. As she said, Is there anything else you need? Um, the barista at the coffee shop and the clerks at the store, even those short interactions, it is amazing how kind people really are. And getting emails from people just in general that they're in. Like honestly, authentically inquiring, how are you doing? How's your semester going? And it does feel a little bit like small talk, but still for, for me, I have to be really intentional to do that because my emails tend to be incredibly direct. I'm going to get this thing done and this is how we get it done. And so I appreciate when people extend, even if it seems small talky, when they extend that kindness and that courtesy of inquiring. The other thing I'm definitely doing a lot more of is meditation. Over the summer, I got a Muse headband. Um, It's the the older one, the Muse 2, and I have been enjoying that and i know i can meditate at any time of the day in any place but there's just something about the priming of putting the headband down and it's like making an appointment with myself and i like the music too and then the fun report afterwards of how still i was the heartbeat or my brain waves i tend not to be a calm person come to find out except when i'm sleeping so I've been meditating a little bit more, and I um, also over the, well, just this um, just this month, well, September, I started a Bible study with uh, Proverbs 31 women with a book called Take Your Life Back, and one of the first things he talks about is the one-minute pause, and he created an app that I have now downloaded and I'm using, um, but that reminder each day to take at least a one minute pause of not thinking. And then he's got a a three minute and a 10 minute one. So I've been doing that throughout the day too. And um, I, I think all of these things are, are helping because I went to see the surgeon today and he made a comment about how I'm taking this better than about 95% of the women that he's seen. And because I, I, I know kind of where I'm moving toward. I've seen it with other people and it just is a detour in my journey. Well, it's a new journey, actually. It's, it's, it's off the beaten path. Though Katie Couric came out with an essay this past weekend that every two minutes a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer. So that's an awful lot that are on this same journey. So the third tool that I have just started using, last spring, um, yeah, last spring or two springs ago, I can't remember now, um, I joined a Kickstarter for the Heroes Journal group. And they had created a magic academy, um, Astoria Magic Academy journal. And I had followed the Heroes journal people during COVID because they came out with a COVID journal, which basically um, was a way to reframe your days. And when you go into the journal, um, it has, you know, basic like appointments um, from six in the morning till eight at night. It's an undated journal. And then it has a section for what you're grateful for, who your uh, allies are today, what is my quest, what three things to seize the day, and what three things you have to get done. And then a little bit of an open journaling space and today's threats. And um, during spring of 2020, they had a PDF of the hero's journey through COVID. And the community that formed around that was absolutely amazing. Um, I kept up this, it was a PDF, so we printed it and put it in a three-wing binder. And they're also coloring pages. There's really cool little characters that show up across the stories. Um, But basically looking at, like I taught my middle schoolers, the hero's journey. That at the beginning, the hero is called to a venture and they, may or may not choose initially to join the adventure, but for a good story, of course, they finally do. And that they meet guardians that keep them away from some things and mentors and allies that help them along the way. But like any good journey, there has to be a pit of despair to borrow from another story where the hero is in the lowest point of the journey and is ready to give up. But during that moment, the, the allies and the mentors and their teachings rally around the hero to help the hero claw their way out out of the, the pit of despair and use their newfound knowledge to complete their quest, complete their journey um, and enter the world a different person. So that's the way I think I'm framing this. So I grabbed my hero's journal. Um, this one again is specifically a magic Academy. So it's kind of built off of Harry Potter-esque worlds and characters, but I started my first entries in there and, um, it's going to be one of my tools that helps me see this as, as a quest. There might be setbacks. There might be a pit of despair at some point, but it is a quest that through this, I become better and I enter the world better and I make the world better. Well, that's enough for now. Thanks for listening to my musings to the universe as I process a major change in my life. My hope is that if you, dear listener, are going through a major change, this podcast may help you feel less alone and that you find someone to hear your musings.